Good morning. It's February 22nd, and this is your daily brief in U.S. News. Here's everything you need to know. In a move that underscores the ongoing challenges facing Boeing, the head of the 737 MAX program, Ed Clark, has resigned. This decision comes in the wake of a series of safety incidents, including a missing fuselage panel on an Alaska Airlines jet and a door detaching from a 737 MAX 9 during a flight. Katie Ringgold is stepping up to lead in Clark's stead, amid a broader shakeup of the leadership at Boeing's commercial airplanes division. The Federal Aviation Administration, FAA, isn't taking these issues lightly, imposing restrictions on the production of the 737 MAX until Boeing addresses the underlying quality control problems. This action follows the FAA's decision to send inspectors to Boeing's factories, a clear signal that U.S. regulators are serious about ensuring the aerospace giant meets the highest safety standards. It's a critical juncture for Boeing, which is still trying to recover from the fallout of the 737 MAX's grounding nearly two years ago after two fatal crashes were linked to software issues. Boeing's CEO, David Calhoun, has made a public commitment to recenter the company's focus on safety, quality, and integrity. However, the market's reaction to these developments has been less than favorable, with Boeing's shares dropping approximately 1% on Wednesday. This decline is part of a larger trend that has seen the company's stock plummet 23% this year, marking it as the worst performer among the Dow Jones Industrial Average. It's a telling moment for Boeing, as it strives to navigate through these turbulent times and rebuild trust with both regulators and the flying public. In a landmark decision that's sending shockwaves through the field of reproductive medicine, the University of Alabama at Birmingham has put a pause on in vitro fertilization treatments. This move comes in the wake of an Alabama Supreme Court ruling that now recognizes frozen embryos with the same legal status as children. The catalyst for this seismic shift was an unfortunate incident at a fertility clinic where frozen embryos were accidentally destroyed a scenario that the court demed a violation of the state's wrongful death act. The repercussions of this ruling are vast, sparking a wave of concern among healthcare providers over the potential for criminal prosecution and a significant reduction in available reproductive services within Alabama. Adding a layer of political intrigue, presidential candidate Nikki Haley has thrown her support behind the decision, labeling IVF embryos as babies. This stance is seen as an attempt to bridge her appeal between conservative and moderate voters. The ruling not only raises ethical and legal questions about the status of unused embryos, but also casts a shadow of uncertainty and stress over both medical professionals and individuals seeking fertility treatments. The broader implications cannot be overstated, especially considering the reliance on assisted reproductive technologies. In 2021 alone, over 97,000 babies were born in the U.S. using these methods, with IVF contributing to more than half a million deliveries globally each year. This decision marks a pivotal moment, potentially reshaping the landscape of reproductive rights and assistance across the country. Former FBI informant Alexander Smirnov finds himself at the center of a legal and political storm. 
with accusations of a $5 million bribery scheme involving the owner of Ukrainian energy company Burisma and the Bidens, the plot thickens as Smirnov, known for his connections to Russian intelligence, faces charges for lying about the alleged bribery. Prosecutors are not holding back, branding Smirnov a serial liar and pushing to reverse his release as he was caught trying to leave the country, allegedly to meet with a foreign intelligence contacts. The ramifications of Smirnov's claims extend into the courtroom and the political arena. Hunter Biden's legal team is seizing on these allegations, arguing they undermine the credibility of separate tax and gun charges against him. Meanwhile, the U.S. government suggests a darker narrative, hinting that Smirnov's actions might be part of a Russian disinformation campaign aimed at damaging political adversaries. This case isn't just a legal battle. It's a political chess game. House Republicans see Smirnov's allegations as fuel for their impeachment drive against President Biden, while Democrats dismiss them as the product of Russian propaganda. As the government appeals Smirnov's release, all eyes are on District Judge Otis Wright II, with Smirnov's defense challenging the prosecution's narrative, especially regarding his finances. This saga underscores the complex interplay of law, politics, and international intrigue. In a tragic turn of events that has shaken a Texas community to its core, 11-year-old Audrey Cunningham's disappearance culminated in a heart-wrenching discovery and a chilling charge of murder. On February 15th, Audrey was reported missing from her home, sparking an intense search that ended in despair five days later when her body was found in the Trinity River, a large rock tied to it with a rope, signaling a sinister end. Don Stephen McDougall, a family friend who lived on the same property as Audrey and was last seen with her has been charged with her murder. The case against McDougal is bolstered by cell phone data and evidence from his vehicle, painting a grim picture of the events leading to Audrey's death. McDougal, who has a criminal record that includes a conviction for enticing a child, was also arrested on an unrelated assault charge. As the community reels from the loss of Audrey, the medical examiner's office is diligently working to determine the exact cause of her death. The district attorney is considering a capital murder charge, highlighting the severity of the crime. However, details about McDougall's legal representation remain unclear at this time. This tragedy has left a community mourning and struggling with the impact of such a heinous act as the details of the case continue to unfold. In a bold move aimed at addressing the student loan debt crisis, President Joe Biden has unveiled the early implementation of the SAVE Income Driven Repayment Plan, wiping out $1.2 billion in debt for 153,000 borrowers. This initiative targets individuals who have participated in the SAVE repayment program for over a decade and initially borrowed $12,000 or less. A demographic that often includes community college students, the plan is not just about debt relief, it's a strategic effort by the Biden administration to engage young voters and tackle the escalating issue of student loan debt as the November election looms on the horizon. 
To date, Biden's administration has canceled a staggering $138 billion in student debt for nearly 3.9 million people through a series of executive actions. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona has thrown his support behind the new repayment plan, emphasizing that borrowers who have been diligently making low-balance payments for years are deserving of this financial relief. Furthermore, the Education Department is on track to finalize one-time account adjustments for those on income-driven repayment plans and the Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program by July 1st. The implications of these policy changes extend to the financial sector, with companies like SoFi Technologies, Navient, Nelnet, and SLM Corp. being directly related to the student loans discussion, while supporters of the plan argue it will enable borrowers to pursue their dreams and stimulate the economy, critics, particularly from the Republican side, have slammed it as an inappropriate use of taxpayer money. Amidst these policy announcements, President Biden is also focusing on his campaign, with scheduled fundraising events in Los Angeles and the Bay Area, underscoring the administration's multifaceted approach to the upcoming election and the broader student loan debt issue. This has been your Daily Brief in U.S. News. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. Tune in tomorrow. We'll be back with everything you need to know.